Welcome back. I'm Gary Parr, and you are listening to Fiber Talk, the twice-weekly podcast for needlework artists. Our artist this week, from the Dice and Needle store, Natasha Kellerman. Natasha, welcome. Thank you, Gary. Oh, thanks for doing this. I've uh, followed you for a while, and a most fascinating business. But first, I, first I got to know about your store manager there, um, uh, Penelope. <laughs> Tell, <laughs> So, I, assume, um, I assume without Penelope, you can't do anything. I She has the final say in everything. Um, for those of you who don't know me, which I assume is most of you listening, um, Penelope 3.14, or Penny Pie, is a three-legged black cat that lives at my store. Um, she was When she was like a month old, little tiny kitten, she wandered into one of the banks in town, all beat up, and they took care of her took pity on her, got her all fixed up. And then we're like, okay, now what do we do with this cat? And I'm like, oh, I need a cat. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she's um, our mascot and she gets more visitors, I think, than I do. Yeah, I'm sure of that. So yeah, so she just lives in the store, huh? Litter box, she, food and everything. She lives at the store, yep. <laughs> That's great. That's great, yeah. And uh, three-legged, so she was born that way? No, she had some kind, we don't know exactly what happened, but there was some kind of, accident or incident um that led to an amputation but if she was so young that it doesn't bother her at all she doesn't know any different yeah nope that's so cool yeah and you have cats at home too i do we have five at home so oh my. <laughs> i think they get a little jealous when they smell her on me but they're all used to it by now so yeah yeah oh my yeah we used to, used to have a couple of them and uh yeah when they died, it was just easier to uh, not have to have animals to take care of when we wanted to go somewhere. So uh, yeah, that, that's true, but yeah. you know they're worth it. <laughs> but having having a, a cat at the store that's fun. That's fun. Yeah. So all right, we got all right. So how how do you get is is it stitching first or gaming first? I mean, your your store is is a combination of stitching and gaming. Uh, yes. Uh, um, How does this so, all happen? Because that's not a <laughs> that's not normal. <laughs> I've done both as long as I can remember. Um, I think my mom and I learned to stitch together when I was like seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and my family has always played a lot of board games too. So my husband and I had been talking about opening some kind of store for a while. And he's a lawyer. He owns the building his office is in. And it was divided in, it's divided into two halves. And when the other half came open, he's like, oh, I think now maybe should be the time we start a store. Oh. So I thought that meant I got the big half of the building. No, he rented that out to somebody else. I just got a couple (laughs) offices and we had to knock down some walls and, you know, turn it into a store that way. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it was, it was just the opportunity presented itself. Um, We had talked about it. we both love games. I love stitching. And I'm like, well, why don't we just do both? Because there was no place in the immediate area for either one. So that's what we did. There we go. So had you been uh, running a needlework business out of your home or did you just start from scratch? I just started from scratch. Oh boy. Wow. (laughs) Right into the deep end. Ouch. Yeah. Because usually like people will start you. at home and it you know it grows out of their hobby and then the basement gets full and then they need a store. But 
No, I kind of did it backwards that way. I did the brick and mortar first, um, and then my website just recently launched, and is I'm taking orders that way now too. So, um, yeah, I did it backwards from a lot of people, but um, it seems to be working out for us. That's so cool. Now, have you always done cross stitch? Yes, like I said, my mom and I learned um, together when I was about seven, and so I've been stitching for a long time. <laughs> Oh, so you kept it, it up through school and everything, huh? Well, off and on. I like would put it down for a while, and then I'd pick it up and do one project. And then I'd put it down, and then I picked it up in college and did a giant project. And then I put it down again. And then about probably about seven or eight years ago, I picked it up again, and I haven't put it down since. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people follow that path. Yeah, I learned in college. Yeah. I learned, that's when I learned, and then... Raising kids, you you put it down, you pick it up, you put it down, you pick it up, yeah. And, right. Uh, then when they go away, there's some time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so the um, the the store interests me. So you you have is it just split in half? How how do you have it laid out? So you have you have the game side and the needlework side. Um. So mostly we have games to the left and needlework to the right when you come in. But it's kind of mixed together. Um, like a lot of, since a big part of the tabletop gaming is Dungeons and Dragons, I like to kind of mix the dragon patterns in, ah. kind of hoping to draw people from that side into going, ooh, this is cool, maybe I can make this. And then on the other side, I'll pull in games like Calico, um, which is a cat and quilting-based game, or Patchwork, which is another quilting-based game. I don't sell quilting stuff, but there's no cross-stitch based games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I try to pull in some of those to the stitching side, and then, you know, we kind of hope to convert everybody. Okay, so, yeah, I wondered if you if you tried to foster some crossover, because, I mean, it seems like there, there would be some of that naturally. Yeah, there absolutely is. There's um, a surprising... I thought when I started this, I thought it was just going to be like, yeah, I'm the only one that likes both of these, but it's really not. I've got a lot of people that come in and they're like, oh, I used to stitch when I was a kid. I think I'll pick something up again. Or, oh, I always like to play games. Maybe I'll pick up a game. And they will. They'll they'll cross from one side, so to speak, to the other. And I just feel like I'm building all this community in town and, and it's great. <laughs> Yeah, that's fantastic. So is it is it be- becoming a, a hangout place? I mean, people come in and play <laughs> games or come in and stitch? We do. Um, I have a big conference table um, that, you know, is always open for gaming or stitching. We stitch at 10 o'clock on Saturday mornings. I have a group, a, kind of a core group that comes in. And then anybody's welcome to come in and sit down with us. If somebody comes in other than that and wants to learn or has a question, I'm always open to help. And then as far as the gaming side goes, we have a um, regular Dungeons and Dragons campaign that meets on Wednesday nights and one that meets on Saturday nights. And on Saturday afternoons, we usually pull out a board game of some sort to teach anybody that wants to learn. And then again, any other time I'm open and I'm here, if somebody wants to come in and play a game, the table's there. (laughs) That's great fun. That's great fun. So is it, uh, uh, are, are your hours, I mean, do you, what do you have, six days a week or? Um, I'm actually only open Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So four days a week. Ah. Um, the store, 
the door to the store is locked on Monday and Tuesdays, but I'm here because I work on the law office side. Um, so if anybody comes on on Monday or Tuesday and wants anything, they can come in through the office and sneak through the door that connects the two. <laughs> um, so I feel like I'm always here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how, how has that been uh, adjustment wise? Because it, it, so many people start with a hobby and as, as you did, and then you have a store and then it, it can consume you. Are you, are you able to keep some personal time? I, I, am able to keep personal time, but I don't, I know you had sent me a list of possible questions. One of the things you said is personal stitching. I don't do a lot of, I mean, everything I stitch is personal, but most of my stitching time happens at the store now. Yeah. I don't stitch at home because once I go home, I'm like, I've got other stuff to do, or I want to read, or I want to do something other than look at grids and make X's. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. But it's still fun. Yeah. No, I, I uh, before we did this, I uh, did a podcast uh, for Marine Aquariums. And there was a, a guy that was uh, quite well known in the, in the hobby for uh, his fish expertise. And I asked him one day, I said, do you have an aquarium at home? You got to be kidding me. He says, all day long, <laughs> I'm looking at aquariums. He says, I don't want anything to do with it when I go home. And yeah. <laughs> yep. Can't blame him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you need a break. Yep. Yeah, it's it's so weird because it, for store owners, for a lot of store owners, it's a complete flip. You know, it, stitchers are just anxious to get to the stitching, get everything else out of the way, and for you, it's okay. I'm out of here. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So the um, uh, you you had some uh, unique some designers. Actually, I'm going to be uh, borrowing from your shopping list here. For uh, potential guests, because you you had two or three there that I have not seen. Um, you uh, consciously looking for new designers all the time. Um, yes, but I also tend to buy. Like I'm sure a lot of people do. I tend to buy for the store what I like, oh, okay, um, or what I feel goes with my store, and that's where I find people like Ingleside Imaginarium. She does a lot of dragons and stuff, right? Um. That's why I bring her stuff in, um, which, I mean, I like, too. <laughs> yeah. um, and then some of the other ones I've met um, at various functions. Um, StitchCon, for example, I went have went to for several years. Um, and I've met designers there. And they might not be some of the big ones, but they're good, too. Right. Well, that was what I, I noticed is, is just some names that I'd not seen and um i'm always always looking for uh for designers and if you can find people that people don't know about it's just that much more fun because there's there's a lot of unique stuff being done and it just needs some exposure exactly yeah yeah so the um uh uh classes too you offer classes on a regular basis um i do i um, there is a new Nashville release coming out from um, Silver Creek, I think, that's carp it says Carpe Aucus, which is Seize the Needles. And my name, my store name was almost Taliacus, which is Dice Needle. Oh. So in, in Latin, of course. Right. And one of my friends was like, no, you don't want to use that because nobody's going to know what that means. But when I saw that release coming out, I was like, ooh, I must have that. And I'm going to use that as a class. 
um, to make like a pin cushion or something. Um, so right. we'll start it, start stitching it. Um, we'll stitch it for a couple weeks and then we'll all finish it together. Um, I also have beginner classes, um, flat fold finishing, um, cushions, you know, all of that type of stuff, drums. Um, there's a spool finish I like to use, which is pretty easy. Just wrap it around like a thread spool. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, of course, on the game side, we have gaming classes. We have basic Dungeons and Dragons. We have uh, Dungeon Master Basics. So, yeah, we do all that kind of stuff. It's <laughs> amazing to me, Dungeons and Dragons. I, I remember when that first emerged. I never played it, yeah. but uh, that has really had some staying power. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, to the point where, I, I mean, I think for some people it's just <laughs> all-consuming. Yes, absolutely is. Yeah. Now, are you, uh, uh, is that is that what you enjoy is the role-playing games, or are you pretty much um, anything that's on the table? Anything that's on the table. I like um, more of the structured board games as opposed to the role-playing Mm -hmm. Um, I, and I usually don't play in the role-playing games because there's usually enough people without me. Ah. Um, but you know, when given the opportunity, I'll do that too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not one to pass up a game. Yeah. That's pretty neat. So w when you have people there, is it, uh, refreshments and, and, uh, the whole shooting match or just come and play games and. Uh, we usually have, I have, you know, like any, any good store, I have my little cooler of refreshments for sale. Um, but we usually bring, somebody will usually bring something into like a tray of brownies or chips and, and cheese dip or something. Yeah. So yeah, there's always food. <laughs> yeah. Wow. What fun. Yeah. So the, uh, what, what have you seen on the needlework side in terms of, of new people? Are, are you finding... I mean, I'm sure the pandemic, uh, well, it changed everything for everybody, but are, are you finding new people getting involved in needlework? Um, there, there are one of my regular Saturday stitchers is, um, a young girl who graduated high school like last year. Um, and then I have a lot of people in their, I would say mid twenties that'll come in and, and pick up a basic kit to learn or they'll come in and ask for suggestions. Um, and then, yeah, all the way up. Yeah. No, because that's, I mean, that's the future. So I'm always, always mm -hmm. curious, you know, are, are, are shops seeing young people get involved and are they staying or of course, it, you know, one of the beauties of needlework is once you learn it, uh, even if you put it away for a while, you get, for so many people, it comes back to them. Right. And I've had, I've even taught um, first graders, so you know we're it's a little more difficult <laughs> yeah. to teach first graders, but yeah, we'll 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 teach them, and hopefully it sticks with them. Yeah, that's great. Your husband stitch? He tried once. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he put. Uh, I was working on Lady of the Flag, I think, and he was like. Oh, let me put a couple stitches in, and then you know he did, and then I took him back out. Because, I was going to say, yeah, off the yeah. game, okay. <laughs> yeah. Now my son does. My son is um, twenty three, and he just picked it up like two two summers ago. He doesn't do much, but he does some. Yeah, so. yeah. 
Well, that's cool. I'm I'm all for for male male stitchers. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was. Uh, uh, I didn't learn. It was toward the end of my college years when I got involved with needlepoint. And uh, as I've looked back, I wish I'd had that uh, needlework without the stigma of males doing needlework, which would have been tough. But, um, you know, I just think of the number of hours that uh, were spent in bars and doing things that were not productive that could have been used to relax and do some needlework and just let the mind go. And Exactly. Yeah. It, um, kind of a missed out thing there. Yeah. Because, you know, we've talked to several who uh, through either started in college or throughout college, it, it was their release. It was the, you know, the, the mind can, can escape from you know, heavy studying. And, uh, right. Yeah. And if you pick a pattern that has big chunks of color, you don't even have to think. Yep. You just make axes. <laughs> Meditative stitching, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So is, is your, how, how does it work in your family? Is everyone involved in the store or is it pretty much your baby and it's it's pretty much my baby now i do make um my husband john comes up on saturdays when he's not you know actually working i make him come up on saturdays um our son is in grad school so he's not he's in boston he's yeah too far away Although I think I might give him the login to the website and have him do some maintenance on that. He can yeah. do that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Remote, remote working. Yes. It's all the rage. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And uh, I do have one of my nephews comes up and helps me a lot too. So, so yeah, it's absolutely a family thing. Yeah. Well, so often that's, you know, that spells a success. If it's the family, if it's just you, it's hard, hard to, hard to keep it going. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we've got Nashville coming up. You, um, uh, <laughs> that that can be nuts. Are you um, fired up for that? Or it's I'm looking forward to it. Um, I check my email about a million times a day these days, waiting for the new releases. Um, as soon as they come in, I put everything up on my website to take pre-orders. Um, I've got pre-orders coming in, so then I have to do all that and put it back into a spreadsheet to get my orders in to the designers. And yeah, it's a lot of work, um, but it's exciting, and um, it'll be over soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's um, yeah, it's, it's such a weird thing because you've got the designers uh, on the front half of the show uh, getting all their designs ready and everything printed and hauling all that stuff to the show. Then they go home empty-handed. And you, and you guys come and take all the stuff and haul it home, yeah. Right. Yeah. And everybody has a different pre-order deadline, so you have to get all of that straight. And in the international ones, you have to leave time for uh, them to ship or whatever they need to do. So, yeah, yeah. a lot of coordination. So uh, an event after Nashville uh, at the store for so people can see the new stuff? Um, You know, I haven't really thought about that. Uh, oh. I probably should. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But uh, I don't have anything planned yet. Yeah. But it probably will be in the works. Yeah. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Move that stuff out. Get it in and move it out. Yeah. Yep, yep. So what uh what thread lines you carry? Obviously DMC, but you you have a, a lot of them or do you uh... Um so I have DMC, I have um Weeks, I have Classic Colorworks. Um and then I have some Gloriana, um some Water Lilies. 
I can get, if I don't have it, I can get it pretty much anything. Um, I just, I guess I'm a year and six months old, so I guess I can't say I'm still new anymore. No. Um, but I don't have a lot of space, right. so I don't want to carry like the entire line of, of 16 different kinds of floss because I don't have space for it, but I'm always happy to do a special order for anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's gotta be the toughest part is having shelf space. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, to be able to, to know what to do. And for you, you know, how much space do I devote to games and how much do I devote to a thread and ground cloth? Yeah. Right. So yeah, I'm just, uh, one day I figure I'm just going to start knocking out more walls. So there we go. <laughs> well, your husband should have given you the bigger half of the building. You know, I think so too. Yeah. That's how that works. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. The, um, uh, do, do we look at other types, other techniques, um, or you feel that you, you're in good shape with um. cross stitch? For the store, it's just cross-stitch. For me personally, I'll try anything once. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But so so you you keep the store to a strictly cross-stitch thing? Yeah. 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 And then the the linen, uh, linen, ground cloth, uh, do do you have a, a primary source or... Um, I have got all different, all different dyers. Again, um, I, with my current supply of fabric, I actually bought out two different stores, Mm. um, that had closed for, I think both of them closed because the owner passed away, which is sad, but you know, I got, I was able to help them out. So because of that, I have a lot of different dyers. I've got weeks. I've got, um, some mystic. I've got some picture of this plus I've got, um, some <laughs> pretty much if you name a dyer, I've got some of their fabric. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's too bad when those store, when that happens to those stores. And, um, I'm sure these days it's hard to, hard to sell a needlework business and, uh, right. People die, and then there, yeah, there's the family sitting there. What do we do with it? Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, but I, you know, I can see an advantage for shops like yours where you can pick up that inventory and put it to use. Yeah, exactly. And it it was a good way for me to get a lot of different types of stuff, mm-hmm. um, where that way I could get like a half yard or something. And I didn't have to order the full yard. And it just worked out really well for me. Um, as I replace it, as I buy more, uh, obviously I'll buy it in full yards. But um, right now I think most of my people stitch on like probably 28 or 32 count even weave. Okay. Um, so that's where I'm at mostly right now. Um, but I'm still young. We still got time. We'll branch yeah, out a yeah. little bit more. <laughs> yeah. What What are you seeing in in your area? Do you, Do you? Uh, I mean, you you have most of the what I would call more normal uh, cross stitch 
designs. Do you see interest in uh, uh, reproduction samplers, or uh, and I'm sure I'm I'm just always curious each area of the country where what interests are there. Um, my I around here it seems to be more like the um, primitive type stuff, the kind okay. of country maybe. I'll sell a reproduction sampler here and there. Um, I don't sell a lot, but yeah, it seems more like the, the Americana, the primitive, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Indiana, middle of the country. So exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. what, what do you look at in terms of, of future growth? Are you, of course you're, you're just a year and a half in, so you're mm-hmm. kind of getting your feet wet. Do you, do you see some trends coming up? I can't say that I see like any kind of trends coming up. I know, from a business perspective, uh, like I mentioned before, my website just launched not that long ago. So I want to kind of branch out more to the online ordering aspect of everything. Um, more publicity about classes, um, get more people in that way. Um, and then since spring and summer's coming up, we have a lot of events in town and I'm right on I'm not on Main Street, but I'm right downtown, so mm-hmm. kind, of, kind of right in the middle of everything. So um, just taking it as it comes. and Yeah, so you have some real opportunity to, to market to the community then. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Is the, uh, is the supply chain getting better? Yes. Um, I know for a while there was fabric shortages there was dye shortages for some of the hand dyed stuff but from what i've noticed everything is starting to come back um i don't have any problems at all getting charts and stuff in obviously um and i haven't had any problems getting any of the flosses or or threads i need in either so i think um think it's all coming back that's encouraging because that got ugly there oh, oh yeah <laughs> yep how how did that go during the pandemic? It, 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 I mean, you obviously had, I'm sure, had to go to online sales as much as possible, but uh, you, you were kind of at the tail end of the pandemic, so probably didn't yeah, have the I full opened, impact. I opened in 2022, so we were, we were kind of at the end of it. So that, I just got caught up in the supply chain issues. I didn't get caught up in the, <laughs> in the having to quarantine or having to close my store and that type of stuff. So yeah. I was fortunate there. Yeah, you were, because I'm sure for a lot of shops, that got really tough. Yeah, mm-hmm. really tough. Well, all right, Natasha, this is, um, uh, what a fascinating store, Dyson Needle. And uh, go in and play a game and get some needlework. <laughs> uh, what fun. Yep. Thank you so much. It was great talking to you. Um, Dyson Needle, we're located in Batesville, Indiana. So if you ever are out my way, feel free to stop in and say hi. Yep. All right. And there's a Penelope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Most important. Yep. All exactly. right. Thanks for, uh, thanks for doing this. And thanks to everyone for listening. <laughs> <laughs>